Hey everyone, welcome back to We Made Changes, a podcast about movies we love and hate and the changes we would make to them. We also talk about everything in between. Thanks to everyone who has listened so far. We hope that on the Judge episode, you realize the better quality audio. That's something we're really focusing on, so we hope it continues from here on out. Today we're talking Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. So think of this like part one of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. My name is Joe. I'm joined by Ben and Brad. Brad, say hello. Hello. <laughs> ben, say Ben, say hello. Hello. There we go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Idiots. Do you guys have a sentence? How you can sum this up? Movie up. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't even about, watch this movie. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How about I just I'll just sum this movie up with like a little synopsis. Sound good? Sure, that sounds good. Alright, so the future of civilization rests in the fate of one ring, which has been lost for centuries. Powerful forces are unrelenting in their search for it. But fate has placed it in the hands of a young hobbit named Frodo Baggins, who inherits the ring and steps into legend. A daunting task lies ahead for Frodo when he becomes the ring bearer to destroy the one ring in the fires of Mount Doom where it was forged. Oh. Nailed it. You were right. Gross. Roll the intro. That was beautiful. Alright, welcome back. Like I said, we are talking Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. So a little background on the movie. It was released in 2001, so it's already kind of old. It's kind of, um, it was weird when I noticed that. It just yeah. Seems, yeah. To put it in kind of perspective, it's, uh, that was when 9-11 happened. So, there you go. Well, I feel so long ago. That. So it costs an estimated $93 million to make, which is the most expensive movie we've talked about. Yeah, that sense. is quite a budget. But it has made over $870 million. So it's 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 done all right for itself. <laughs> wow. Talk about a return of your investment. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. So it currently has a Rotten Tomato score of 91% and a Metacritic score of 92%. So the highest rated movie we've reviewed. But again, Crazy. what can we do with that? Take it with a grain of salt, boy. Hey. There it is. <laughs> this, movie, it this movie is based on J.R. Tolkien's book, which was originally released in 1954. So, interesting. That was a long time ago. It was. We'll talk about some facts and trivia about the movie, and then we'll get into changes. So, a few facts and trivia. When Gandalf bangs his head on the beam at Bilbo's home, it was not in the script. Sir Ian McKellen really did that on accident. <laughs> and they just kept it in. That's awesome. Vigo Mortensen, who plays Aragon, did all of his own stunts and insisted on using a real steel sword, not like an aluminum one or a, you know like a rubberized one. So I even saw something that the uh, the choreographer, the fighting choreographer, said he's the best like swordsman he's ever worked with. I can see that guy's a weirdo. He's talented. Mm. The Elven language used in this movie uh, is not just from the book, like short little lines from the book. Tolkien actually created an entire language. And there's dialect coaches for Elvish, and they were used in this movie. Crazy. 
Um, there's one scene where Bilbo drops the ring and it doesn't bounce at all. Uh, they actually used a magnetic flooring. So the ring, like it would give weight to the ring. Interesting. I like that stuff. That's cool. That's pretty Sir cool. Christopher Lee, who plays Sauron, was the only person on set to have met Tolkien. Really, really cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just, really? That is I heard that weird. Uh, Sir Ian McKellen never read the book, so he was reading it on set. So Viggo Mortensen never did either. Yeah. Mm. But uh, obviously, rest in peace, Sir Christopher Lee died a couple years ago. Yeah. Right yeah. after they yeah. made The Hobbit. So mm. he's in like a fantasy, one of those guys who's in like every fantasy movie. It's awesome. He's, he's, he's good. Yes, he is. So last little fact, it is estimated that the Lord of the Rings trilogy pumped over $200 million into the New Zealand economy. Dang. That New Zealand actually oh my appointed gosh. a minister of Lord of the Rings to like try to get every dollar they could from Lord of the Rings. It's I mean, amazing. I'm not surprised. Think about like the tourism they get. I would mm-hmm. go. I haven't I gone yet. Go. I want to go. They even have a, a shire built. Yeah. They actually rebuilt it yeah. for Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's just uh, start talking about the movie. Let's just go through the movie kind of from beginning to end and talk about anything that stands out to you or anything you want to change. So obviously the opening, the opening, you know, five minutes is the narration from the Elvish, the she-elf, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. Kate uh, Blanchett plays yeah. her. Kate really? And whatever her name is? Have you seen and- this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And um, we'll just call her Kate. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. The Blanchett. she elf. Uh, she's kind of talking about like the background of the ring and kind of setting up the whole movie. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine, nine rings were gifted to the race of men who above all else desire power. I noticed it right away that I I didn't like that she narrated. Uh, I thought it'd be cool like if it was Bilbo. Yeah, that would be cooler. And she just like, she's so disconnected from their their story that I felt like it would have been a lot cooler if, you know, one of them was talking. And Bilbo has obviously experienced everything. He's had the ring a long time ago. So it would have been cool if he... Gandalf. Right. So I guess I saw this on trivia too. Um, <laughs> Bilbo, they did have Bilbo record that. And they also had Gandalf record that. But then they decided to have Kate Blanchett's uh, character do it because it would give weight to how elves are immortal. So she was around when that mm. happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was just like, what about Hugo weaving? He could have done it too then. Cause he was around. No. Oh, Oh Hugo, yeah. Yeah. His character, whatever. His yeah. Name is. That's true. So it was an interesting choice, but then right away they move into the opening shots of the Shire, which are just awesome. Like yeah. every shot of the Shire, just you're like, I want to live there. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, yeah. I want to, where is that? I want to move it's there. It's amazing. And then they kind of move through this part really fast. Um, but one thing I, I did like is when Gandalf shows up and he's with Bilbo and then he's with Frodo, 
they do an amazing job of the big versus small because mm-hmm. obviously they're not hobbit sized right like they're right they're you know average sized human beings so the way that the directors were able to show the size difference is amazing i, I yeah i still don't really understand how i would have to be like on set i feel like to really see how they do so this. a lot of it's like angle mm-hmm. so like serene mckellen gandalf would be closer to the camera then the other one would be farther away. Um, I know they also use like a stool if he wasn't moving. Yeah. Things like that. But yeah, it's interesting. And they did a really good. It's almost seamless. Seamless. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of, they go through Bilbo's birthday, mm-hmm. his disappearance. Um, any issues or things you notice like before Frodo leaves, basically? Um, yeah, they... They give um, a lot of little subtleties on um, the Hobbit adventure. So you got the scene where, you know, um, Bilbo is sitting down with the children and he's telling them the story of the the three trolls, um, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And even before that, when Gandalf was riding in, he was talking to Frodo about the time that the – you know, his adventure with Bilbo and the dragon. So Yeah, there's even – smaller ones like when gandalf first shows up to the hobbit hole uh bilbo's house on the table there's the map from the hobbit and you wouldn't know that until you saw the movie oh or yeah, you yeah read the book but yep we'll, and on we'll it was to, the lonely mountain right we'll get to the hobbit we'll get to the rest of this trilogy and the hobbit we'll talk about that at the end towards the end of this episode but it, i mean just a massive six movies now. Right. Um, but I just think it's cool that they included that. Yeah. Those little ones because it's fun to go back and rewatch it after Hobbit's been released now for a couple of years. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I see how they're, they're playing it in. And they, and they did that then with just the books. So, um, yeah, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. And then they, they transition from the beginning where Bilbo hands the ring off. Um, to Frodo, to Frodo leaving. I mean, that's really fast. I know. I read. Yeah. I read the first two books, and in the first book, I mean, that's like 150 pages before he even leaves. Before Frodo ever leaves the Shire, right? And they, I mean, they went through it really fast because there's, I mean, several years. Hmm. I know after after Bilbo leaves in the book, Gandalf goes to the White City, and is in that like library and he's in there for years trying to figure out the significance of this ring before he comes back like frodo actually literally forgets about the ring really Mm. oh yeah what are we doing though we're talking about the movie though right we are talking about the movie and i think it's one of the (laughs) but but it highlights track it highlights for me that this movie is really good and in my opinion having read the book it's better than the book Hmm. they did, did a really good job and you don't need to be in the shire that long Especially since they did that beginning narration, you just you understand. Mm-hmm. I think right. They did just enough to set it up where you have the context you need to get going into the adventure. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. I think the transition between everybody's happy, they're celebrating uh, Bilbo's birthday, and then to well, you got the ring wraiths on you now. I mean, that was pretty quick transition. Yeah, the ring wraiths. I actually want to talk about the ring wraith thing. I noted that um, 
all they know is that Bilbo or that a Baggins has the ring. Baggins in the Shire. Well, if you remember, Bilbo, little little old Bilbo, heads out on the road by himself. It, it, I mean, they could have just easily have murdered him. He's just like out. He's just a little hobbit on the road by himself, and they they know he's a Baggins. It would have yeah. just been. It's one of those little little things. But you know, you know why they? Because they're they're they follow the the power of the ring. So at the time, Bilbo didn't have it, so they probably didn't pick. Well, up they were where going he to the Shire. Because right. they heard Shire back. Well, and it was still in the, the ring was still in the Shire, so that's what right. drawn them to that. Yeah, maybe they were on different roads. Life is one long road. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Yeah, and then there's the chase scene with, you know, they the well the Sam and Frodo meet Merry and Pippin. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Merry and Pippin kind of just like accidentally go with them. That's also different from the book. In the book, it's like a big plan because Mary is actually like Frodo's cousin, so he's actually mu- in the book. He's much closer than Frodo and Sam because hmm. they're like related. Um, but then they go and they escape the bad guys and the ring wraiths, and then uh, <laughs> the pretty guys. soon they meet him again with with Aragon. Uh, Frodo gets stabbed, and then the other she elf, Liv Tyler, whatever yeah, her Arwen's name is. What is it? Arwen. Arwen, yeah. She rides him to safety in the elf town. That's that, a lot. Yeah, I was just about to bring up things that like bother me. It's like the, the trolls in that, when they see the trolls when they're in that area. The stone version. The, the stone trolls, version, yeah. yeah. Like, And then you watch the Hobbit and they're, they don't look anything alike and they're not in the same position. Like You'd think that the people of the Hobbit who made the Hobbit, they would like try and copy well, it's it the exact same director right so you were like yeah you would assume so you would assume that they would at least try and make it look like the same whatever yeah i no, agree i, I think because yeah. i did write that kinda... scene down where yeah you had the three trolls in the background um and i think just because the focus of the the focus on the the sh- that setting so on the hobbit the main focus was the fact they were captured by the trolls and now it's almost just like a background thing. So I wonder if people like they didn't expect people to pick it up. I don't think you notice like sometimes you could watch that if you're focused on the forefront, which is the the hobbits, you well, could I easily they, miss them. I thought they point them out in the movie. Mm. Oh. You could easily I thought miss they them. like look at them. When I when I, I noticed that when I saw the hobbit, I was like, that's not what they looked like in the first. No, I think they're much smaller too. Yeah. Um, so then we speed up. Arwen takes Frodo, rides ahead, and she's being chased by the Ringwraiths. I thought there was some pretty cool horse work in there. Yeah, like they were actually riding horses. And Unlike like, in The Hobbit, when they use fake horses, they really rode those horses. Like someone was riding those horses and weaving it out of the trees. It looked really good. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I wrote down the same thing that um, they did a really good job switching camera views too to different. So like when there's one on the left and then there is one on the right of her and yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty impressive work. I mean, to to capture the movement of those horses the way they did. Also a lot different than the book too. So it's, they made a lot of changes and I think for me, they're all good. They speed up a lot of the parts that just dragged on in the book. I remember I didn't even finish the Hobbit. Like when I read it, 
his book just drags. I, mm. I felt like it just, and I can't, those other books are longer, so I can't mm. even imagine. are really long, yeah. yeah. And then, but again, we're talking about the movie, not the books. So. We are talking about the movie. <laughs> not the books. So, there's one scene that I think I've hated since I was a little kid, and I've we were little kids when this came out. It was when Arwen crosses, like, the little river, and she stops, turns around, she's like, if you want him, come and claim him. If you want him, come and claim him. And then it takes her like two minutes to get this power up for her to create the flood coming through. And these ring rates could easily just rode across and killed her by that time. Yeah. Or the ring rates don't like going in water. There's, that was never explained. It, it's yeah, it's not, but you can you can tell because even when their horses um, like stop and they like they're you know, fleeing skittish. in the beginning, and they run and jump on that platform where they're they're. Oh you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying on the, on the lake it, or the river. Yeah, yeah, in in its. Well, they do right cannonball there. with their horses. Well, no, but you would think. I mean, it's a ring wraith. You're supposed to be like this badass evil entity that. <laughs> Like, exactly, but you're afraid of water. You can't go in the water. So, like, I think there's something to do with water where they're not. They're like, I yeah, not so. pass. I I literally just think it was a way for them, like, for her to have time to create this power. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. It was lame. And do these guys not have bows? Like, they could have easily just shot it with a bow and arrow. <laughs> like, yeah, I think no, they have swords. swords. I understand that they literally have swords on them, but why don't they have bow and arrows? That wasn't their weapon of choice. Like what did you say, Brad? Because they don't feel like it. Well, they're dumb. And they would <laughs> the movie would have been over. Well. Then they go into Hobbit Town. No, Elf Town. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Rivendell? Rivendell. <laughs> Rivendell, sorry, not Rivendale. Rivendell. I like calling it Elf Town. Elf they go Town. in there. And this is kind of really when the story begins. I mean the secret meeting of Elrond. It happens and that's when you really understand what the ring is and and that it's like a that there's some urgency for them to destroy it this that you really you don't understand that before this secret meeting of elrond and if it wasn't for that meeting we wouldn't get any really good memes either one does not simply walk into mordor so many memes out of this meeting <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess for sean bean who plays um Boromir. Uh, Boromir. Boromir. He, his like little monologue where he asked all the questions in that scene, that was like given to him that morning. And so he like has the script on his lap hmm. in that scene. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't tell at all. That's pretty well, interesting. Yeah. They, I mean, they cut the bottom half of his body off, but like one, one does, does not, not simply remember like they, they yeah, physically all cut those it off. lines that fast. <laughs> that's what I was going with the joke. Well, yeah, I, I got you. it first. Well, it's because you were talking. Um, <laughs> but a good scene. You, you you get the elf dwarf hate for the first time yeah. in that scene. You get the Aragon not living up to his ancestors. Mm-hmm. But living up, like, not really wanting to because he right. doesn't want the power. You get him and Liv Tyler, Arwen, Arwen. You get their love. I mean, there's a lot that happens here that sets up for the rest of the that movie and the next two movies. Mm-hmm. And even The Hobbit. You get a lot out of this meeting. 
Mm-hmm. Any issues with the Rivendell scenes? No, it's Rivendell, and there. no, I think the um, the lighting change is really cool um, mm. because elves are known as these immortal, elegant beings that you know um, they kind of embody light, if you will, uh, like dark and light. Uh, so that was pretty cool how they, they kind of changed the way the shots were, the lighting and, um, that I just kind of noticed that. Yeah. He does like the backlighting mm-hmm. and it kind of give him, give that fantasy feel to it. It's something that he did too much of in the Hobbit. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's one of those things I don't like about the Hobbit is that it looks so much different than the Lord of the Rings. Hmm. They're the same world. Yeah. So they should look the same. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Tell uh, Peter Jackson that. I'll call him. Yeah. Right. Call him. He's busy working on. Or no, he just finished Mortal Engines. I saw that. Yeah, the trailer. preview for yeah. it. That was his work. And then he did a. He just just finished. Or he's finishing a documentary about World War One, huh. where they colorized and gave sound to all this old footage. No way. Mm-hmm. It looks re- really good. How'd they give sound to it? Well, they like. So when people are marching. They would record guys in boots marching, and they like went to historical, you know, museums and shot cannons and recorded the sound. Cause oh, so in they World... added in in over because in World War One they didn't capture sound. at that time they couldn't capture sound. That's so wild. Yeah, it's really cool. That's really cool. And the colorizing looks amazing. Um, but he's he's set for life because of these movies. Really, yeah. I mean these are these are his breakout. What about movies. uh King Kong or whatever? King Kong's good. I like King Kong. Yeah. Um, they actually he has his own production facility. Really? In in uh, New Zealand, and uh, he ha- they had to build a studio, a whole studio just for that. They call it like they call it like Studio K for King Kong. They had to build it because the King Kong was so big. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> a little distraction. Cool. A little they use they use Studio K in Lord of the Rings filming. So there you go. Really. Yes, they did. Well, yeah. did they use the Lord of the Rings studio for King Kong? Because King Kong was like 2005 or something, wasn't it? Mm. So it was after. Hey, yo. Well, this guy facts over here. Yeah, you know. I only have my phone on me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so after they go through the meeting of Elrond, they decide that Boromir, Aragorn, Gandalf, Gimli, and the Hobbits are going to go... Walk all and legless, and legless all <laughs> <laughs> the way to uh, Mordor and destroy the One Ring in Mount Doom. Mount Doom, which is really lame. If only I do, I do not like the name off, Mount Doom. For all of the, the he created a whole language. Yeah, and the mountain is called Mount Doom. Mount Doom. It's like it sounds like a bad on. video game. Sounds yeah, childish. It yeah, it does sound yeah, really childish. I never really thought of it. It's interesting. Yeah. So they go through a, a lot of, I mean, all of these movies be considered like a, tra- a trailer for why you should go visit New Zealand. So they have <laughs> all these shots of these guys walking and they can't go one way, right? They, they get taken down by snow on the mountain. Also, elves can walk on snow. Really yeah, cool. I really think that's cool how they did that. Yeah. Um, where Legolas... <laughs> Everybody else is just stuck in like three feet of snow, and 
It's like, what are you guys doing back there? But that's part of the the elven lore is that like they're light on their feet. So true. That's a uh, pretty cool, pretty cool detail they added. He was my favorite character when I was a kid. Yeah, I think he was a lot of people's. Um, he's so he was cool. definitely mine as well. Mm. Mine was Aragorn. Makes sense. Aragorn. He's, a, he's a badass. He is a badass. So then they go into the Mines of Moria, which is a really cool little bit because that really connects with The Hobbit. Of course, you wouldn't know unless you read the book or eventually saw the movie, but there's a lot of connections with The Hobbit um, mm-hmm. in the Mines of Moria. But they fight cave trolls, orcs, goblins. I think there's goblins down there too. And then they get to yep. Shadow. Shadow, what's his name? Big the... The Bagalak or something that's, like that. That's what they call it. That's him. Gandalf's horse. Balrog. The Balrog. The Balrog, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Balrog. A demon of the ancient world. So they get they fight him, and that's when uh Gandalf meets his demise. Or you think so. I mean it's funny to, to look back now thinking that we thought he actually died, and really he comes back and he's in the next two movies. But interesting that you think he's actually dead at that point. Yeah, I know when I first saw the movie, I was for sure, I was like, oh, all right. Right. Cried, cried a little. I did have a issue. That's another, This is another memeable like part where they, it's a lot of memes, like you shall not pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, Meme yeah. Classic. You shall not pass! But I also had issues with this whole thing because the Balrog was not close. Like, there was a little doorway, and then they were out. Gandalf could easily have just sprinted across and ran out, and they would have been outside. I think he needed to defeat it. That's why he he fell. That's a really good take. Like, he had to become Gandalf the White Yeah. for the rest of things. That could might be, make sense. Well, I don't know if he knew he was going to become that, but I think he, there that's was... That's what I think what Brad is saying is, like, it was more of a feeling. Right, like he, yep. he knew he had to stop this beast. Sure. That's so many feared. Yeah, but like, uh, why? Like, no one goes in there. Right. So, like, why did he have to? It's it goes to my point. He could have just easily ran out. Yeah. But would the thing follow him, or is it like bind to the mines? I would imagine like, it has to stay in the mines. I'm so, like, it could, probably couldn't be in like sunlight. Yeah, well, that's what no, I'm no, it could because actually in the second movie, the final fight scene is him on the side of a mountain, fighting. It's dark. It. it is dark. And that. Or it's, well, they're falling, right? And they hit the water, and they're fighting. And then it, the last cut scene of them fighting is in the it's snow. Yeah, but it's dark, yeah. so I'm saying. That's also so, interesting. I always was confused by that. They fell into the water, and then all of a sudden, how did they get on top of a mountain? Yeah. Right, right, fight? yeah. It didn't make any sense. I almost, for a while, I thought maybe that that mountain was like a different world. Hmm. You know, like they fell. To, into and they like kind this... of, they kind of like they both died. And like they were fighting in this different world, and then he won, so he gets to come back. Huh. No, when a chicken dinner. Thing, like I was because conf- it, it's kind of like the same thing. When uh, what's his name, um, Saruman or whatever his name is. Saruman. Yeah, whatever. When he Saruman. like when he's fighting Gandalf, mm-hmm. and then he makes him fling up, and he he ends up on top of the tower. Yeah. How? But there's no. There's no opening. Like sun. Yeah, there's no like. Yeah, so I window. don't know how he ends up on top of it. Same same type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that I yeah I thought that was a little. How do they get from point A weird. to point B? Right. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no eagles at that time. <laughs> also, 
uh, the same scene where so he's hanging on and then he decides to to let go and fall. What does he say to them? Does he say "fly, you fools" or "run, you fools"? Fly, you fools. I think he says, says "fly." I think he fly, says "fly," right? Um, frolic. I says "fly, you fools." I always thought he said like "frolic, you fools," <laughs> but I guess he would say "fly." Yeah, I think he just means like run swiftly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know there's always a lot of uh, questioning on but like that why would you say right "run"? Yeah. But. Frodo turns around. What are we flying on? <laughs> <laughs> We're the eagles. Uh, let's talk about the eagles. They use it so many times throughout all six movies. And it's one of those like jokes where if Gandalf would have just called the eagles at the beginning, they could have flown, flown, dropped the ring from the eagle right. into the the right. Mount Doom and the movie would have been over. Yeah. But like, well, you can't. So like, he doesn't tell control them what them. to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So and not only that, but think about if they were to just fly the eagles right off the bat. Um, I don't think they ever would have made it across. Like they would have gotten shot down by arrows, or you know, they had the Nazgul um, there that probably would have taken them out. There. Uh, yeah. You know, it was it wasn't till the end where right. you see when the eagles yeah. go and save Frodo and Sam because, well, at that point there was already an army at the front gate, so everybody was distracted. Right. Which provided a window for them to get through. That's fair. That's a good point. Also, in the books, I know we're talking about the movies, but this is one of those interesting changes they made. In the books, the eagles talk. Yeah. They, like, like they can talk. English? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's English, but they like Gandalf can speak to them, literally speak to them, and they talk back. So Whoa. that that makes more sense and when you when you're when he's talking to them, you understand that they don't really like humans or anything else either, but they hate orcs more yeah. and that's why they help out they were in the hobbit right yeah the eagles yeah yeah did they talk in no no they use it a lot he tolkien uses it a lot to get people out of bad places yeah and it's like the joke is well couldn't you just use them to begin with but well it's one of those plot holes was it an eagle that um i can't remember i just looked watched it but was it an eagle that he fell on off the top of uh saruman's tower yeah, he jumped onto an eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he originally spoke into a moth to yeah, have the moth and then, go signal. No, he does that like twice, and it goes and gets the eagles for some reason. Yeah, yeah. How does a moth fly that fast? <laughs> uh, it's amazing. That's a good question. Wings of steel. Oh, Dang. Okay. <laughs> and then Sauron raises his forces, the Urukai. You see them; they grow them out of mud. Mud. Yeah, which is. That they don't ever explain that. No, they they explain so, how elves are basically or orcs are were once elves who were turned by the dark lord. Yeah, the orcai, right? No, the orcs. Okay. And they don't ever explain how the orcai, because the orcai are like the big muscle right. mu- muscle heads. They they, don't they ever said it was how they create them. There was a little. It's a small part of narration where it was like, um, or no, actually, it was when Gandalf confronted. Um, alone. Who was who's Arwen's uh, father? I forgot his name. Eh, Elrond. Go. <laughs> oh, Elrond. Yeah. So he uh, was saying that you know, you know, Saruman's doing far worse. He's breeding, um, crossbreeding goblins and uh, orcs. 
So I don't know if that's what he means by their Urukai. I don't I don't know. But yeah, I think they should have done a better job of so they could, understanding but, where right. they come from. Because that doesn't even make sense. You're taking you're, two like littler characters, having them mate, and all of a sudden they just come out with these monstrous Urukai. And, and they they're all of, male, they I'm pretty sure. So it's they're like, all male. How do you crossbreed them? A lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, a lot of questions about the Urukai. They're cooler. They are yes. cool. They're really yeah. cool. They all look kind of the same. Um one thing I did notice, so let's just skip ahead a little bit because there's a lot in the, in between here, but really what matters is the end. Mm-hmm. When they get on, so they go into the woods, the group, the fellowship, they go into the woods, they meet Kate Blanchett's character. She shows Frodo things in the water. She speaks to his mind. She has that power. She talks to Boromir in his mind, um, things like that. And then they leave. He gets the light of a Rendil. Frodo does. They leave. They get on the boats. They go down the river. And then at the river, that's when Boromir tries to take the ring. Um, and then that's when the Urukai catch up. Yeah. I mean, that's when, like, the final battle is of this right. movie. The first battle being in the Mines of Moria. The second battle being here. Um, it's it's interesting. The, the kind of, I don't know, the part where they go meet Kate Blanchett's character in those woods, it's kind of irrelevant. You could have done the rest of the movie without this. When did they meet her? After Gandalf falls. They they escape the mountain and they go into these woods. Remember Gimli's oh. like, why can't I picture that? Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing when she was at Rivendell. That's not in this one. That's in The Hobbit. I think I think it's important just because it's it's introducing her, oh, it's right? Not. So, mm-hmm. you know, she she is one of the strongest. She was given a ring back when they were first forged. So she was, I mean, she's one of the strongest elves, you know, left. And, uh, you know, her, she gives Frodo too the, um, that uh, little Light vial, right? The vial of the water that's supposed to, the light of Arendium. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the most beloved star. I love it. So, I mean, well, and that becomes key later on in the, you know, in the other films. So, kind of. Uh, I'm yeah, when about they're the part where they're all sleeping at Rivendell. And... That's not Rivendell. That's her. That's her place in the woods. Whoa. That's her portrait. So it's been a couple of years since I've seen this movie. All well, right. Maybe you should have done your homework and watched maybe the movie. I should have, but I didn't. So. Ooh. that's when she turns into like a weird like demon thing for yeah, a second yeah because she okay. like fails okay. the test okay. yeah yeah and i think that's important too even one of the most um influential elves can't even you know i mean i guess you could say it's important but i could you could say you don't need this whole thing yeah i, I could see I the argument i just think scene. it's annoying <laughs> yeah I think there are reasons for it, but yeah. I agree, disagree. Wholeheartedly. (laughs) I I hate you. (laughs) So let's talk about the final battle scene. We'll start with where Boromir tried to take the ring. And we go on. We go on to where the Urukai catch up. Boromir turns out to be a dickhead (laughs) who uh, can't control himself around the ring tries to take it and then he does this like crying whimper like i'm sorry like he gets angry at frodo and then he's like sorry for it so funny 
Um, and then he ends up becoming a badass in the end, saving Mary and Pippin, kind of. Yeah. They get taken anyway, so that was like, he died for no reason. I do like yeah. it, though. I like that because, like, he, he tries himself. to take the redemption. ring. Redemption. That's right, exactly. And it's it's like, yeah, you don't like the character anymore because he tried taking the ring. And then throughout the battle scene, what he does for Mary and Pippin, that's like, his re- yeah, like you said, his redemption, and you start liking him again. So Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard to do with characters in movies. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was really quick, but they did it, did it pretty well. You kind of forgot about Boromir. Yeah. 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 Until he comes back. Well, in the snow, he, you know, you saw signs of yeah. weakness in him, but. I mean, they saw signs of weakness in him at the meeting of Elrond. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like one of those things. Skeptical. Like, Come on. Yeah. You knew this was going to happen. You should have let him go on the trip. You're not <laughs> yeah. in the fellowship. You don't belong here. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's um, the battles are cool in the woods, I think. Aragon, that's when you really see his bravery. His, his skill. skill. Yeah. Um, you know, he walks right up to like 30 Urukai. Doesn't care. He tells Frodo to run. He doesn't care. He puts. He does this cool little. He always puts his sword up in front of his face before he fights. Thought that was cool. He's he's. There's a reason he becomes king in the end. He's yeah. Um, he's humble. He's humble and he is good. And he's yeah. He's good. Brave. He's a badass too. Yeah. 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 No, it was a really cool fight scene for mm-hmm. sure. Then Frodo tries to leave Sam. Sam jumps in the water. Can't swim more unnecessary just things. annoying i mean it shows his like devotion to frodo but it's kind of annoying right i think it's annoying that frodo's like i gotta do this on my own yeah like, i will say frodo's my least favorite character of the whole the whole trilogy I think a lot of people share that with you i don't like his character i don't like the way he is his mannerisms everything like it's annoying i i, I think that's it's on purpose because the ring is so heavy on him right but you you just, just in general, he's, he's kind of just annoying. Yeah, fair. He's he's got like a punchable face, you know. Especially when he doesn't. <laughs> especially when he doesn't just chuck the thing in the in Mount Doom at the end. That was my least favorite part. Of I all know. The I would have just thrown his ass in there. We'll we'll talk about that if we when we get to uh, the Return of the King. But Frodo really comes full circle in uh, Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. He's in that. <laughs> Great acting career. Um, yeah, I mean, any issues? I mean, this is we just covered that whole movie kind of in thirty minutes, and there's no real issues that any of us had. Yeah, I feel like you have to like you either have to cover it somewhat briefly and summarized, or you just take way too long to try and go through yeah. every every different scene. So. Yeah. Kinda... How long is this movie? Pretty long, right? It's a, it's like a three hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there'd be so much to cover. Right. A lot of like little niche things that we well, don't. I mean, like. a lot of it is just walk. Like they're just walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I think it's a great movie. I've watched it many times. Lord of the Rings is my favorite trilogy, probably. It ever. is. It's it's number eleven on IMDb's ranking of all time. Wow. Highest rated movies. Yeah, we're not surprised. Not talking about Star Wars. Probably one of the older. Star Wars would be a would be a saga, right? Is that what they call that? Well, yeah, I guess. I I guess I mean like the first trilogy, the original. Yeah, the original three. But we're not talking about those. So, so this Lord of the Rings did win four Oscars for uh, best cinematography, best makeup, best music, 
and best effects. Um, Peter Jackson was nominated for best director, didn't win. Um, Ian Tree McKellen was nominated for best supporting role, didn't win. The, wow. It was nominated for best picture, it didn't win. Hmm. Um, I want to go back about, and see what they what won over them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Let's talk about um, verdict. I think it's let's just talk about this and then we'll get on to actors. But I want to talk about the verdict because this movie's amazing. It really it's is. One of those big culturally, like when this came out, everyone went to see it. Whether you, it was kind of like Star Wars, mm-hmm. or even if you didn't like sci-fi, even if you didn't like fantasy, you liked this movie. Yeah. It's amazing. So I'm gonna give yeah. my verdict. Okay. Go ahead. First, out of ten, I'm gonna give it an eight. This movie I could watch a hundred times. I already have. <laughs> um, it's enter- It's so entertaining. It's engaging. You like. You're in. You're fully in Middle Earth. Uh, and it's my favorite of the three uh, Lord of the Rings. So I give it an eight. That ties my top with The Shining. Hmm. Ben? I will ben? give it a... Um, I'm going to say uh, between eight and a half and a nine. Wow. One of my favorite movies of all time, but I don't I don't so know. Pick a score. Oh. <laughs> uh, remember? 8.5, 8. remember? Just split it. Yeah, you said in between an eight and a half and a nine, so eight point oh, seven. Oh, five. I thought you said eight and a nine. Yeah, we'll do. We'll just do eight point eight. That sounds good. Ooh, that ties Ooh. the that ties the highest rated. Oh, Brad, was that Brad's for? Uh, that was for Brad's the for the judge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's up there. I feel like I would have to watch it again to really rate it. Without watching it right now, I'd say seven. I feel like I'm giving too many movies seven. So many of these movies are so good though. Like just good solid movies. Hmm. That's why I haven't. Besides it, <laughs> I haven't really rated anything really low. That one was bad. Yeah. So I mean, um, obviously, really good movie yeah. for all of us. Uh, I mean, it's huge. Let's talk about some actors and ranking their performance. Um, I'll go through my top five, and then we, you guys, can just chime in and if, if you change it up. Okay. So I'm start with number five. I put Sean Bean. I just, Bormir, yeah. Um, he no, did that's good number at, five? Yeah. He did good at what we were talking about, being this dickhead through the whole movie and then redeeming himself. Um, I don't know. You, you like, wanted to like him at the end. And yeah. That's hard to do after, you, like, for two and a half hours, you hate him. Right, right. He's annoying. He, You could tell, you could see his weakness. Mm. Um, He's kind of reckless. And then, yeah, at the end, you're captivated by his bravery, and um, you completely change your mind. Mm-hmm. Crucial any, character, any, too. Any differences? No, I think he's definitely in my top five for sure. I would say five, yeah. He's on okay. number five. I'd agree with that. Number four, I put Orlando Bloom. I was tempted to put Orlando Bloom, who plays Legolas, I was tempted to put him higher because this just kind of skyrocketed his career yeah i mean he went to do pirates pirates of the caribbean and i mean that he's made all of his all the money he ever needs off of those two yeah um worlds how nice would that be just to film you know now he can do whatever he wants and you're done you just sit back and you just reap everything Um, but i think it's good i mean he's one of the he's one of the actors that like won if you had to pick like a winner of the actors he won because of how his career went on I mean, this is. But no, I feel like now he's tapered off. I mean, uh, what's his name? We just talked about Vigo. 
Like his his career is still he's still doing stuff. He actually I think Vigo's went down and then recently he's come back up. Mm. Yeah. Um but I think Orlando Bloom's four. Which is good. Like last step, he's good. Yeah. Any differences? Uh yeah, yeah. So yes you have differences or yes you agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three I put Sean Aston, who plays Sam. That's a good one. I'm talking about careers that went up and down. I mean, um, Rudy. Rudy. He did Rudy. Rudy this, but... Yeah, and that was before Lord of the Rings. And then he did. Uh, he was in. Um, what's that new show? Stranger Things. For Stranger like, Things. Yes. Got four yeah. episodes. Yeah, he, he hasn't he really can go done. back to the Goonies. <laughs> he he has these like. 15 year gaps yeah. until he does something good again. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, I, I think maybe we'll see him soon. He's had a good career. I think, I think when you put everything together of what he's done, he's like, I mean, he the Goonies is a classic. Rudy's a classic roles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not going to forget him. That's hard to do. Yeah. To have three iconic roles, Sam, Rudy, Rudy. What's his name? The Goonies. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't remember their names very well. No, for that movie. I haven't like, seen that movie. They in are a long the Goonies, time. right? That movie's amazing. We'll talk about that. We one. should do that one. Yeah, and we should do Rudy. I love Rudy. Rudy is good. Rudy's great. John Favreau. So three, Sean Aston. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's, one, he's probably the best Hobbit, in my opinion. Three. Yeah. Oh yeah, better than Frodo for sure. Fuck that guy. <laughs> actually, and... actually, when we do Two Towers and Return of the King, I think uh, Frodo will jump into my top five. Oh God! Cause Sean Bean will be out, things like that. I just don't Two, know. I put Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Just... Yeah, he's very good in this. Um, I like when I was a kid, like you wanted I wanted to be him. To be him. Yeah, yeah, because he's I such want... a badass. Yeah, and he's humble. Yeah, yeah. that long hair, he, just that long, those locks, dude. And knowing that Luscious he, locks. knowing that he insists on doing all his own stunts and really like. Tried to like that the sword the, play the toe kick when he kicks the helmet mm-hmm. and the head and he, he breaks, breaks his he actually foot. breaks his toe <laughs> wait does he really oh I yeah that's yeah. the second one that's why he. Like, oh it is oh mm. and then he like yells and falls to the ground kept in character broke his toe because he broke his toe yeah <laughs> oh my god that would suck <laughs> yeah number one i put sir ian mckellen as gandalf because he is yeah, he's, no, he's my number two he's my number two he's so good he I forget that he's Syrian McKellen, I guess. He just yeah. is Gandalf. That's an iconic role. That's definitely. very iconic. Yeah. I remember when uh, the guy who played um, Dumbledore in the first two movies of Harry Potter died. Everyone was like, Syrian McKellen should... I thought, yeah. I, w- I actually, when I was younger, got him confused mm-hmm. with the guy who took over. Yeah. He just did... He did amazing in this. And he, he's he did amazing a good actor. six movies. Yeah, he's yeah, great. He's a, yeah, he's great. But this role, really, in particular, he he embraces for sure. In X Men, in uh, I mean, he has a lot of roles that he's done where he's done a really good job. He's not with X Men. That's the other one. No, he is. Well, what what X Men? Just the original X Men. Well, there was a TV show like in the forties. So the movies. No, God, in two thousand X Men. That is. And in two thousand three X Two. He is Magneto. Oh, He's yeah, the he older I was Magneto. thinking of Patrick Stewart because they're like best friends in, in real life. In real life, yeah. yeah. Wow, Patrick Stewart. He's Xavier. Ben, you're the smartest, smartest person ever. Not, um, I know. I've been trying to tell you this. So, 
pretty much the same except Brad would put Vigo at first um, put Serene account at second so pretty pretty much the same um, good cast very good cast in this mm-hmm. no big names at the time maybe I mean Serene McCallan is a big name obviously yeah I think Vigo had some Vigo but like no one stood out it's not like they had Leo DiCaprio or Matt Damon in this to stand out it's right. like that's the guy it was a group group effort it, yeah it works really well any different actors in this outer place Frodo. <laughs> see i think he's good in this i i don't hate him that much i think no. i like the other people more he but. he does what he's supposed to do which is to to kind of be a douche yeah i mean you know because that, that's because the weight of yeah. the ring right well and that's the thing is like i sit there and i'm like i don't like him and i try and think of someone that replace him or trying to envision it with somebody else and you can't he actually really does do a good job at it but mm-hmm. i just uh, i don't know he you just really don't like cringy. him as as like an actor even right probably right right like it's just cringy Wilfred or anything <laughs> i don't like him in anything <laughs> um i think underrated she's not in the top five but Liv tyler because i definitely fell in love with her when i was young watching her she I was, was actually, pretty yeah when i was young not anymore i was actually gonna say that i mean first of all tolkien doesn't really write any it was a time he didn't write any really women characters into his books that much so a lot of it is the movies putting it in um but i don't think that they just weren't powerful enough even i uh, live tyler just wasn't like crazy good and Kate Blanchett probably could have been good, but she wasn't in it that much. She's really not in it at all. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you don't see really a strong female role until um, The Hobbit. Right. Yeah. When, towards the end, like the, the between the second and third one. The second um, one when the elves are in, in, introduced. Yeah. Right. Well, and it carries over. Doesn't it carry over the to the best. third one too? It's just the best Hobbit. I love so, the first one. Second one. Oh. Third was pretty good too, I think. I've only seen those once through, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to mention I, her just because I like her. Yeah. Yeah, she's just fine. I think I don't have um, any problems with her. I would replace her with her dad. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's got the hair for it, so. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> you talking about like Steven Tyler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but any, any any others you think could be in this? I don't know. They did a really like like you said, it's a group effort and the dynamic that they bring to the table, all of them together. I don't know if you take one out, I feel like you kind of I'm I'm trying to think of like someone else that could play like Aragon. But I don't want anyone else. I, I exactly, exactly. Because like he's that's his icon one of his iconic roles mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to see anyone else do it or when because when you think of lord of the rings or aragon you think of him and if it was someone else who had like multiple big roles you know like mm-hmm. I don't know, a big actor i don't know yeah actually um stuart townsend was originally cast as aragon i don't know what he looks like didn't they they did some scenes with him too i think and then uh vigo no i think vigo was just brought in like they had already started filming i i remember reading something about vigo had been brought in never read the books didn't read the script his his like kid told him to do it so he did it 
He basically flew in and just <laughs> started acting. That's oh my talent. god, mm-hmm. that's real talent. Yeah, this Stuart Townsend um, has not done anything. So <laughs> he was in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You said Stuart what? Townsend. Yeah, I don't really know who he is either, but I'm gonna look him up. So that would have been not as good. I'm glad they replaced him. Actually, it said Peter Jackson realized that like they needed an older actor. This guy was he's that, than Vigo. He's the Irish actor. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard pass on that one for me. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> no real changes to the cast. I think if you would have brought in like a big, bigger name to do one of the roles, it would have kind of thrown off the whole dynamic. I kind of like that they're all on the same, same level. Director, yeah. no. This is Peter Jackson's greatest set of movies. Um, he wrote the script, so this is just uh, you. No, I actually. This is what made me love Peter Jackson. And I just heard that they're um using him for the tv series on amazon they actually brought him on set that'd be interesting cool. that'd be really cool. i just read an article about it that they're bringing him in to kind of help and consult and direct help you know direct it right i wonder why they're doing that for the money <laughs> oh yeah well amazon wants they want it to be as good as as game of thrones and if anything's going to rival game of thrones it's going to be something like what peter jackson put out yeah yeah it's based on prequels to lord of the rings but yeah, so I think it'll be yeah. cool to see what the t- the series will be like. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm so excited, especially how much money they're putting into it. This better be good. Well, we, yeah. I mean, this is. I hope they do it like Lord of the Rings, not like The Hobbit. Right. I I I think they will. I think everyone kind of learned that The Hobbit just didn't turn out. Hmm. Yeah. Um. One of the things I want. Last thing I wanted to mention about this movie, uh, compared to the other two, the two towers and and uh, Return of the King is. Return of the King actually is the one that won um, Best Picture, and it's the one that Peter Jackson won Best Director for. Hmm. I don't think it's as good as this one. They, I feel like they gave that one because it's the end. It was the end of the trilogy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sum it, up. Maybe. it was almost like they gave it for all three, not for the last there... one, but they gave literally. Yeah, when you think about it, too, there was so much... That goes. There's so many um, large scale battle scenes that were filmed, and they looked really, really good. Really good. In the third, and then also, you know, in the second um, one. Too. What? In the second one too. Yeah, yeah, the second yeah, one too. Uh, so I think that. I mean, that could probably but be why. But I think that's why I like the first one better because it's more storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's more of a journey, like, right? It's more. The other more two are the, really based on the big battle scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen those, and I feel like whenever I start to watch the trilogy, I watch the first one, and then mm-hmm. I they're long. Ju- I mean, they're long. Yeah, and I kind of yeah. just never watch the other two, yeah. and I haven't seen those in even longer years. Years. Uh, anything else to add, gentleman? <laughs> no, I think this is a, a brilliant film. If you, for those listening, um, watch it because if you haven't, it's a great film. If you haven't seen it. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Visually stunning. Get off your couch or stay on your couch and watch it. Rather, stay on your couch. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode about Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Be on the lookout for our next episode. Drops on Wednesday. Every Wednesday we drop an episode. We promise we will do our top five favorite movies soon. That'll drop on a random day, so we will surprise you. But make sure you share this with friends and family. 
um, give us a like, a rating on iTunes. It helps. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for this. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>